Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Super duper. <sighs> I am stoops. I am in deep. Are you on the internet? I'm so on the internet right now. I've been I've been on the internet all weekend, and this is I mm. I had to share some things with you. And would you say you channel. were you were V on the internet? I'm V online. Mm-hmm. Extremely uh, on the online. Uh, five texts ago, I said I I should save it for the show, but mm-hmm. I am in the midst of a mighty. You sent me sent me five more texts. I <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. Pino Paladino. Pino Paladino. <laughs> How do you waste Pino Palladino on that admittedly great song, but Pino Palladino Palladino on the Paul Young song? Not a, I mean, it's a good blue-eyed soul song of its type, but I think he was mainly Paul Young. Forgive me. I assume he's alive. Or the Paul Young estate. I'm sorry. I think he's a pretty boy a little bit. He's a little pretty. But Robin George. Robin George is a pretty boy too, but he had a PC Rich here. Thing, the thing, what we're talking about here. What we're is talking the, about here. Oh, oh ta- just to finish the thought, I yeah. should save it for the show. Yeah. I says to John, I says, what had happened was I should save it for the show, comma, but I'm in the midst of an all caps mighty reappraisal of 80s songs and videos. Yes. You're, so do, yes, you're doing a deep dive. It's, you know, it's not unlike my annual redive, if you give that's a word, into Sloan. It's just in this case, I'm going, hmm. And I'm looking at a bunch of stuff, and I'm calling it up, and I'm 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 defying God by doing that thing where I go, "Is this is good slash bad?" Other as I remember, mm. and I mean, there's a clear winner here, as I just said three texts ago. There's a clear winner yes. to all of this. But just so you know where my head is at, that's why I'm watching uh, uh, <laughs> the lead-off track from Robin George's 1985 album, Dangerous Music. Let's let me let me just walk you back. Okay, <clears throat> what? precipitated it what prompted this there had to be an an inciting incident right you were doing something you heard a song you thought of a thing you were like i'll go look at that and then something caught fire right what what was it it's a terrific question well i mean as you certainly know about me it 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 takes very little provocation to do something kind of like this but i can almost guarantee you it's because youtube mostly knows me and I'll get stuff in my recos that'll pop up. But also I do watch a lot of, I think I've previously tried to sell you on um, that English guy, Trash Theory, that does those amazing, you know. Oh, yeah. The guy who does like, you know, how we got to Madchester or the, I said, oh, yeah, of course. I sent you that like 30-minute history of power pop, which I think is really outstanding. Super and it was great. probably from YouTube recommendations. But, like, I, I hate to have my thumb on the scale here, John, but I kind of went into it knowing that The Look of Love Part 1 by ABC is probably the greatest artifact of early MTV. It's the it's, look. It's the look. It's the look of love. Sisters and brothers should help each other. Mm-hmm. You know? What's the look? If uh, I don't know the answer to that question. If I knew, I would tell you. In this case, a straw boat or at a garden party. Yeah. Current Twitter love. bio, me, I go from one extreme <laughs> to another. <laughs> Me, I go from one extreme to another. <laughs> Martin Fry, man, that guy had some hair. That's what brought me into it, probably. It doesn't take a lot. But then as a scientist, uh, you know, uh, like the Minutemen said, our band is scientist rock, right? No, you're not right. a fan, but I'm no, a scientist I'm not a, of not a, not a fan. Eh, well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a scientist of rock. And uh, I, I, uh, I, that's, that's where I am right now. I really, I John, I have to tell you something, bud. Yeah. I really like music. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. You are a scientist of rock. It's I really a, like it a lot. I don't know if I I'm a scientist. I think I'm, a, I think I'm an alchemist of rock or maybe a hobbyist no. of rock. I don't know. I really like it, though. The thing is, you did... I think about this a lot, and, and, and we've talked about it, and I think it's still true. You invested in an education. You gave yourself a self-education in a thing that at the time seemed to us like it would always be as valuable as it was then. John, it's Les Pauls all over again. It's Les Pauls and all the way down. And so you are an absolute encyclopedic scientist of, a, of an era. <laughs> did I of, have to look up whether Pino Palladino played on Robin George's Dangerous Games? No, you I did, did not. not. I did you not. Like, how did they get a BC Rich base? <laughs> a and yeah. B, how did they get it in the hands of Pino Palladino? And, and I then was how like, did they turn it into a uh, an animated arrow that Robin George shoots? He shoots but a BC Rich as an arrow. 
there is there 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 there's 50 years of of american music history well let's say western music history that yes. you have your you have the you have the three by five cards merlin you've oh, got man. the receipts do you hate that about me not at all it's one of, it's beautiful but i what i'm asking you as yeah. the parent of a teen oh god does any of it uh, have have value today do are you now a scientist of uh, of uh yeah of of beep no i are <laughs> oh, you no. a scientist of of some of, of, oh, of was that, was that like a was that like a gray's anatomy sound of the yeah. uh of the heart monitor <laughs> are you a are you a scientist of, of phrenology now well that to, you steal, know to steal from an album as recent as today's headlines by the beths uh yeah. i'm an expert in a dying field like you and yeah. your les pauls yeah. but but i would say john if i'm being honest here that i think my ardor for music and the role that music has had in my life and you know it's I, I don't want to go over the top, and I certainly don't want you to, to write a, a mean article about how I'm bullshit, but no. but it's a big part of my life and was at a, at almost every point in my life a big part of mm -hmm. who I am, like yeah. how, I, how I think about myself, yes. right? But I would say that ardor, that education, and those index cards, or as you say, three by five cards, those mm -hmm. cards are... Nothing but trouble for daddy right now. Yeah. Because yeah. first of all, let's be honest. At night, my main thing, I like watching TV with my family. But I mean, as you know, well, you you have a, a, your your mother's daughter, daughter's mother partners like this. Mm. I'm always like, what's that guy from? What's that mm. guy from? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. The girl who's the new doctor on Grey's Anatomy also played Neff in the Anna Delvey, Anna Delvey Foundation. She mm. was the lady at the hotel in that, and that made me happy to, I'm always forever doing that. And when I try to make some interesting point about how this is like that, nothing. Now, okay, so first of all, and, and I'm willing, I'll do everything I can to help you avoid this thistle if I can, but here's the part, here's the part that's funny though, totally independently, because of bullshit like TikTok, my kids' musical education is outstanding. It's not yeah. the, I mean, let's, can we just as a generation, well, maybe not you, I'm going to say as a generation, we need to let go of this whole, like getting mad at people for not liking something the way we did, mm. but like the kid's not going to sit and listen to a whole album of anything. You think I'm bad? The first 10 seconds of a song, woof. This this woof. kid thinks, thinks they know the plot to everything. They know the song for everything. But with that said, I think I've, I, I can't say this publicly, but I think I've had an influence. <laughs> my kid likes Weezer. My, my My kid, of course, my kid's bananas about the Beths. I mean, we mm -hmm, all, all mm -hmm. three of us are bananas about the Beths. But um, yeah, like pop stuff. Um, but it really, I feel like it does get in the way because... I've learned to try and keep my shit out of other people's shit, mm. but it was just so important for me, for my kid to have good taste. I remember. I remember when that I wanted when my kid to they really were very like the little, Pixies. and you were like, "Here's how you must here, you, you know. must like Surfer Rosa." You had a playlist Ugh. for them when you when uh, when they were a little child, uh, like a, like a little child, like a, the, oh. you already had playlists. Like, well, this. and this affected. This is a very, this is very related to, to Andalusia. <laughs> I am, I don't know about you, but I am Moon Shin. I'm the Lucia. I am Moon. Oh, uh, uh, Spanish starts tomorrow, so that might that oh. might come in handy. We're in quarter two now. That's exciting. But um, my, I, my daughter, I just realized, has my brain, uh, and not her mother's, because she, you know, she loves the Harry Potter movies, and I sat her down and we watched Ocean's Eight. The, I love uh, Ocean's Eight. I think it's the, an underrated uh, movie. Heist film, very yes. fun, very fun. And at the end of the movie, I said, "Did you recognize anybody in uh, in the movie?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, for instance, did you recognize uh, Bellatrix Lestrange?" She was like, yes. "She was in this movie." Exactly. And I said, "Did you recognize Gladriel?" And she was like, "She was in that movie." And I said, "Or the Princess Bride?" And she had she knew all these guys, you know, like. Bellatrix Lestrange. She doesn't look Helena Bonham Carter. You can't you can't camouflage her. She looks the same. And she's very distinctive. And my kid just it, right over her head. She did not. She she went right into the <laughs> or characters. As, or as Frank Costanza says, uh, the girl from the bus. You know, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I was watching bus. a movie. I was watching a watching a very interesting <laughs> movie called The Net with that girl from the bus. Yeah, um, that's me. 
but I, I know that's that 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 that's me all the time. So your kid, so you your kids got your rotten brain of not yes. putting the faces together. Right, useless in terms of remembering actors. Meanwhile, her mother is over there, like that background actor wasn't uh, uh, weren't they in an episode of uh, of Moonlighting? And I'm like, oh, what? I know. What I, the I, fuck? Well, and you get that with the old, you get you get that with the older actors sometimes. Like we're watching, we're currently in the midst of a big uh, Better Call Saul run. I see. And I was like, the guy who plays Mike, who everybody loves, we also know him from Community. Uh-huh. Um, he has a really funny, weird bit on Community. Um, I was like, you know, he used to be kind of a. I guess I always thought of that guy whose name escapes me at the moment, but that actor, I always thought of him as he was always like a heavy and kind of an idiot. And I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he was in Beverly Hills cop. And of course I I, I pull up a photo and he looks, it's Mike, but you know, 40 years younger. And like that, that, that draws no water for for anybody in the house. Or like, I'll give you another Harry Potter that I, I took me a while to get. I don't know how much you. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Game of Thrones series, or the 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 OG, but yes. um, that the wildling girl who's yes. not precisely enslaved. You know who she is? Yes, I do. No. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no. I did. I went. I she's went down a, this. She's road. not a major character, but she's in two or three of the movies at least. Right, and she. It's Annie DeFranco. No. Uh, Nymphadora Tonks. Nymphadora Tonks, right? And and what are the other movies? Because I think I did look this. Oh, up. Oh well, she um. So the girl who can change herself and like makes animal faces and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, poor Professor Lupin's girlfriend. Okay. Poor Professor right. Lupin's having a really rough night. Okay. <laughs> 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 this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Rocket Money. You can learn more about Rocket Money right now by visiting RocketMoney.com/slash/supertrain. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is more like $200, maybe more. So you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. It's time to start using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Have you ever tried to cancel a subscription and it takes you four different tries? I have. In less than 30 seconds, you can order a hot meal, a ride to the airport, a giant uh, case of toilet paper. Canceling a subscription, though, wow, that can clear the rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Uh, This is an app that will show you all your subscriptions in one place and cancel uh, any of the ones that you don't want. It'll do it for you, okay? Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been uh, double-charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel. And Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money starting right now. You go to rocketmoney.com slash supertrain. Uh, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Rocket Money for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. That's a great line <laughs> reading, Daniel. I, I, you know, full points. Oh, God, I, I love went, that movie. Uh, anyway, you, Nymphadora what, Tonks is uh, is also is also whatever the name of that wildling girl is, the one who calls him Little Lord, which is why I, yeah. I, I call my kid Little Lord now. Oh. Little Lord. When you started hitting me this morning with uh, sorry with, about that. No, no, no. With some heavy duty like uh, one, two, three punches, Paul Young videos and so forth. Back, scrolling back. Okay, <laughs> um, how did this start? I um <laughs> oh it started with me saying you should get a BC, BC rich, rich earring, earring John and John John for our listeners who maybe are are not uh, uh, people who craved guitars in the eighties could you please give just a real quick and dirty on what a BC rich guitar is and what's distinctive about it Well you know uh, there were there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of so okay if you want to mention Paul Cantner it's totally okay there are, this is a there safe space a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, innovative guitar designs. That started to come out um, after the the 1960s, right? You get the Flying V, you get the Explorer, Fender's having fun with the, God, still so gorgeous, classic kind of Mustang look. But you start getting slightly wackadoo. At some point, you get the what's called the Steinberger bass. You start getting these very unusual designs. Yes, that's right. And it was was a time when it felt, understandably, like the Telecaster and the Les Paul were old, they were mid-century modern guitars. It was before we realized that they were the rare examples of things that were perfect from the inception. Like the 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 the, the, tel- the Telecaster is so brilliant because Les Paul wanted to come up with a guitar where you could detach the neck, so you could put it in the trunk of a car. Leo so, Fender. What did I say? You said Les Paul. 
oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Duh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was Leo Fender, and that was it was a bolt, like a, a screw-on neck instead of a you know a built-in neck, which at the time was like, wait, wait you, you can't do that. What are you doing? You can't do any of these things. The, the body's made out of a slab of wood. The neck's made out of a slab of wood. Yeah. But no, no Floyd it, Rose. You're gonna have to retune that thing real good. It was the first guitar, and you can still. It's still every everyone has one. It's still. We didn't need any other ones. It's the weirdest thing. It's like the it's no, like between the that and like Gretsch's, all the sounds we needed were done. We had were all there. the sounds that we needed. The nineteen seventy two Ford F two fifty. Nothing. There did not need to be a, a, a subsequent pickup truck. Right. They, it, that was the perfect pickup truck. They could still be making them today. Wow. And uh, you know what? What does a new one have? Airbags? Who? Come on. Who needs that? Yeah. Anyway, 1970s, BC Rich is a company, there, and I swear, I'm sure they're from California or somewhere else, but <laughs> almost certainly Orange County, California, and they make, made a guitar that looked like the devil's hands, you know, like devil's horns. It was like if you took, like, any, well, like, you take a stodgy old, like, like an ES, what's an ES, like an ES3, what, 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 like you take a classic double cutaway Gibson idea, right? Where it's still very yeah. curvy and like. I would say it started with an SG and then you just. Oh, ex exaggerate you just, all yeah, of that. Yeah, you make yeah. it look That's more and more like a, uh, like something from Mordor. It like had four points. Yeah, a lot of points. And then they, and so one of them was called the Mockingbird, <laughs> but the one that we really cared about was the BC Rich Bitch. The bitch. <laughs> the rich, rich bitch. <laughs> The it didn't have bitch. A, it, it didn't have a T in it though. It was bitch, no, no, B I C H, no. bitch. And uh, and then apparently they were really well made. So then all of it wasn't like just a comedy guitar. Uh, <laughs> it became okay. it became a thing that like yes. metal dudes actually played. But then in the eighties, when <laughs> things got very confusing for people, am I metal? Am I pop? Am I pop metal? There are keyboards on this track. Remembering I, now that if memory serves, a BC Rich was around a grand. So this is not this is not like buying harmonicas. Right. Like you're pretty committed. If you want, like if you're gonna, if you get a, if you're really into like Brian Seltzer type stuff and you get a Gretsch, you're good to go. If you really like uh, John Jett, you might get a Melody Maker, right? But you're sort of committed to, when you commit to that guitar. You're if you get an SG, you're Angus Young, right? Or Pete Townsend at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Though? Like you're yeah. committed, almost committed to a, the kind of genre you play. Because if you show up at the new wave bar you know, uh, playing the wrong guitar, like it's going to seem weird or metal. Like if you're a metal guy and you come out and play a Telecaster, like, what are you, Merle Haggard? Yeah, it was weird. Although, you know, then you see, I mean, the Telecaster is so, so, uh, flexible, like John five from Marilyn Manson played a Telecaster. And but, Townsend played a kind of Telecaster. I mean, he played a uh, Schechter. He played a Schechter. Schechter. Yeah. But that, but, but I, I, I think his was pretty souped up and probably had some double coil action going. It was the wonderful thing about about uh, indie rock that the jazz master, which Fender had designed for jazz players, and jazz players completely rejected it, um, and it just kind of sat there as a surf rock guitar for a long time. Mm -hmm. Jay Massis, and then all of the and the and Sonic Youth started playing the jazz master, and I guess that's from television, right? I mean, they that sounds they, like or a, Elvis I think Tom, Tom Verlaine or Richard Lloyd. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think of a Telecaster, that kind of Telecaster sound. Well, there's also that that thin the 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 Tele, at least usually stock Tele, has fewer windings. It's not as loud. It's got a twang to it usually, and obviously you can distort it and stuff like that. But but yeah, th that was you cannot distort it. But that well, I have this it's wonderful, wonderful <clears throat> 1968 Telecaster that I traded some bullshit for. It had a built-in Bigsby, and I really and I loved it. It was this beautiful thing. And I and I was in the Western State Hurricanes at the time, and I brought it into the practice space. This gorgeous, you know, it was maybe the first. I I had owned a '68 335 that I bought for 500 bucks in the '80s, and it had gotten stolen, oh, and I was super bummed. And then this guitar came into my life, and I was like, "This is it!" You know, I finally got like a truly vintage, beautiful thing, and I plugged it into my rig. Which at the time was a trainer YBA <laughs> one. On I, top I don't know of what, what that is. Is that like a like a rehearsal amp? Like a no, no. It's a, a giant Canadian bass head that's like it weighs eighty pounds and a hundred thousand mm -hmm. watts on top <laughs> of a carbon four twelve cabinet. 
Oh, and wow. I, I that's plug, rustic. I, pl- I plugged this. <laughs> that's a very rustic look. It was hot. I plugged this Telecaster into it, and it just went. <laughs> and I couldn't. There was no amount of uh-huh. EQing. <laughs> all there was the, no, all three windings were it was fully like, open. <laughs> and then I would play a chord. There's a, no, no, no palm muting for you. <laughs> and so I played it for like two weeks. Uh-huh. And it was just, it was completely out of control. Like it was like a, like somebody was, was spinning donuts on a motorcycle <laughs> and eventually I, I, I had to trade it back. And now I went into the guitar shop, uh, not very long ago when I was talking to the owner and I was like, Oh yeah. I remember when I traded that 68 telly for that, whatever that other thing. And he was like, Oh yeah, well the guitar you traded it for, you know, which you still have is worth $5,000. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the price has gone up. He was like, that telly's worth about $30,000. And I was like, ah, what? because I'm the big, this was the Bigsby, uh, we're talking about Bigsby Tremolo, right? Yeah. Factory is that stock? Bigsby. It was. And oh it also, my God. it also had a bound body. So it was, it was double bound. It was a, it was made for the, it was made during that Chet Atkins, Bakersfield, mm-hmm. Binka, Binka, Binka. Yeah, sure. Uh, era. And, uh, and I was just like, right, in 1998, the difference between a $600 guitar and a $700 guitar was just like, oh, durr. And now it's like, no, this and one's also, 5, though, this and just appreciate, and I'm not trying to help anybody here, but yeah. like the, also it was not until like you think about the post CBS fenders when they started doing like the Squire and stuff like that. But the, the truth is like you got, if you got a name brand, like if you, mostly a Gibson or a Fender, but there were others, but you know, but I mean like, what was the cheap guitar? Like uh, a Sears guitar or maybe kind of a Dan Electro. Yeah, Dan Electro. But like there was not. There all was those n- Japanese guitars, all those. Right, you know, but, the the, like, you, and, but if you, it was like having a PV amp. I mean, it was yeah. like, if you wanted to really feel like you'd arrived, these name brand guitars were really costly, yeah. even at the time. But all I'm trying to say is like, unless you got a, what was the Sears one? Silvertone. Like, unless you got like a really inexpensive Japanese guitar, I mean, there was, there was not a lot in the middle. There was not, like, for example, that Epiphone I, I bought in the 90s and still have, I think it's basic, it's, you know, Gibson knockoff, obviously, um, by the, you know, Epiphone's part of Gibson. But anyway, um, I think it was like, it was less than $300 out the door. Yeah. Like that was, you couldn't, you were not, I mean, a Strat, when I was in high school, I think a Strat was like 800 bucks. 800 bucks. Yeah. New, new. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so I had a, the reason that your uh, text thread kind of hit me in a way that I could reply with my own little video, uh, like one two punch mm-hmm. was because I went to see you, Elton you, you John. You blew my last mind. Night. You blew my mind. You I piece of I shit. I went to see Elton John. You're shitting night. me. I took all the ladies. It was one of these things where it was his last tour ever. Oh, I love that guy. And the, the shows got announced back in the spring. And I was not going to shows then, but I anticipated a time when I would go to shows. And and I knew the promoter, so I called the promoter, and I was like, hey, you know, Elton John tickets. And they were like, ah, this is one of those. You yeah, know, this, this is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those. Yeah. There's no Like one of those showbox shows where, what's your house yeah. name? At, uh, Chad. Chad, like, no, sorry, I can't do it for this one. <laughs> yeah. No friends, no, no discounts, no, no friends, no family. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. But. But. Come on, come on, come on. Pull me closer, on. Tiny Dancer. And. You know, and I went online and looked and it was, and all the tickets all get sold immediately to American Express or whatever. And then they're on the resale market and they're all $900. I'm like, look, I'm not going to pay $900. I want to take my mom. I want to take all the girls. And so, so I, you know, this way, that way, this way. And I get into this system where it's like, okay, you send an email to this person. This person's going to reply to you with a, with a, with an email that doesn't make any sense. You just reply to them and then you'll be in the pipeline for the special tickets that something, something, something you'll still have this, to pay this money. This really sounds like a jam up already. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. You know? And so I sent an email to a person. I got a cryptic answer back. I wrote them what I was told to say. And then months went by and I just had faith, you know, had faith. And then, then uh, about two months ago, I got an email that said, uh, Elton John 
and then a series of letters and numbers and you know and and dates mysterious dates and runes and i was like okay yes and then a month <laughs> went by and then they said okay we're processing you know because i'd given them my credit card we're processing your credit card and they processed it to the tune of some serious dollars okay but but and was I, it was was so just i'm sorry just, so was this something like were you bidding no nope. or how how did you so you did you know how much it was going to be costing no. oh no. shit did you set a what, limit <clears throat> no oh god <clears throat> what happened was what had happened was there is some of course some promoters 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 list and there is some way some wiggle way and but once you enter into that dark cavern, once you begin that adventure with that dungeon master, you have no say anymore. Oh, you, you're the, in that. You're like, you're like after, um, after Anakin kills the younglings, like now <laughs> exactly. you're pot committed. And, and the thing is the emails are coming from like an anonymous account. I'm not even, I can't even email somebody and go like, Hey Brenda about that. You know, it's just this like, all sounds very legitimate. It's like really, and also because <clears throat> I called in some favors to get this, there's I can't go back to my friends and be like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on with this?" Because they're going to be like, "Hey, I, you know, you asked, and I washed my hands of it." Right? There was no. Now I'm in the middle somewhere where there's no appeal, and then this charge goes up on my credit card. That's like, oh, well, that's more than I paid for my first car. But okay, Ooh. and then nothing, silence, huh. and about. Like eight days ago, boom, in my inbox, like, here's five tickets, Delton John. You know, they're like, <laughs> You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> they're boom, right here. You're going to get covered with uh, confetti at the uh -huh. end. So be ready for that. Oh, it's going to get right here in Elton Splash, though. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Bring a tarp. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash super trained friends squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online you can stand out with a beautiful website engage with your audience and sell anything your products your services and even the content that you create because guess what guys squarespace has got you covered so many great things uh you know that you can sell products in an online store this used to be a whole thing trying to do this on your own well you know whether you're selling physical or digital products squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. And, and like we mentioned, the templates, so beautiful. You're going to get started with a best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your own needs. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place. And then you customize it, you make it your own with just a few clicks, a few drags, and uh, you've got a beautiful website. You know, uh, it used to be uh, trying to do search engine optimization required a whole bunch of add-ons. Well, not anymore, because with Squarespace, you can use the suite of integrated features, uh, SEO guides, things that will help you to maximize your prominence among search results. And of course, let's not forget that Squarespace also has powerful blogging tools so you can share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. Uh, you're using Squarespace right now. I feel I feel like I should tell you because Roderick on the Line, the podcast that you're enjoying right now, is and always has been hosted on Squarespace, and uh, they've been really good to us. It's where I put some of my personal sites, professional sites, and it's maybe most importantly the site, the service that I recommend to people who need a home on the web. You got to check it out. So go check it out. You go to squarespace.com/supertrain. You can get a free trial with no credit card required when you're ready to launch. Use our very special offer code SUPERTRAIN because that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, squarespace.com slash SUPERTRAIN. Use that code SUPERTRAIN for 10% off. Uh, it'll save you some money and it'll show your support for Roderick on the line. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. So we go... And you know, and I've, uh, my mom couldn't go. She 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 tripped. She hurt her leg. So I so I, I ended up giving the ticket to the to a, a gal who's really close to my sister and to my uh, daughter's so it's mother. Five of you? Partner. Five five. Okay. 
They are all of them dressed to the nines, wearing their sparkles. And then you get in, you get in there and you realize average age 50, a <laughs> lot of 60 and 70 year olds. Average age. Yeah. Oh and everyone is wearing sequins and feathers. It's like a dress up party. Uh, and it was, and it's phenomenal. You know, they're, it's wonderful to see everybody in sequins and feathers. My daughter at one point, people were walking by and she said, that leather police hat, is that, why is that a thing? Oh, don't like, worry, honey. He, we'll talk about it later. He's a leather policeman. I said, well, the leather he's, police hat. He's a leather Bobby. <laughs> you know, it's very, police are very, you know, <clears throat> like boyish, right? Rawr. Mm. And sure. she was like, yeah. And I said, and if you're gay, what do you like? You mm. like a bit boyish. I mean, maybe if you do. Yeah. And so, but she's like, but that one's pink and has sparkles. And I was like, exactly. Right. So it's a little bit of a, and she, her mind is just spinning like police hat. Yeah. Okay, you know, good, good response to something like that is just to say, you know what? Everybody likes a different flower. Everybody likes a different, <laughs> there were a lot of flowers. So many anyway, different flowers. So he comes out, he's Sir Elton, he's 75 years old, you know, he's like a, he's very cute. He's, he, he's, has he's a, still you can, snap on toupee. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you can tell he's, he's, he's old. He, he has a hard time moving around. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when he walks, he kind of walk, walks like Churchill and, <laughs> and it's a, you he's know, not, it's a, Hey, John, 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 he's not a present for your friends to open. Uh, no, he's not, <laughs> but, but he, and, and, and a, and a big set like that, my God, it's exhausting, you know, and you can tell he's tired. Uh, it's just tiring. They make it look easy, but like with all the, there must be so many cues and different things to be thinking about. Well, and, and, and like uh, when you see those big, those big legacy acts, you realize they're not, there's no computers, you know, they're just out there rock. I, when I saw queen with, uh, mm -hmm. with, um, Adam uh, Lambert. I talked to the, the, some tech people after the show and I was like, I mean, you know, they've got two drum kits, one of them on the other side of the stadium. I mean, how many different click tracks are they listening to? And my friend was like, there's no click. They're, what? Just, play they're just playing. How you know? do they synchronize lights and stuff? They Old school? Just, they just look at each other and the, and the lighting guy is also 70 years old and he's out there like with one, with a cigarette hanging out of the side of his mouth, like, all right, here comes the solo. Now you can tell if he goes like this, he's going to go like <laughs> These that. These are my original heat proof gloves. Mm. <laughs> and it, it was incredible. You know, like, it just, they, and so Elton's, you know, they were playing, they were playing pretty free, you know, they were, they were, they would jam a little bit. They had some jammy parts, but. You know, you're going to see Elton John, right? And so you expect, I go in preloaded to be like, this is emotional. There's, there's ne I've never in I mean, my is life. It, is, it, is it especially owing to the notion that this might be his last tour? Well, not that as much as just like, I've never seen Elton John. Right. And <clears> in <throat> my life, in your and my life, there have been, there were precious few years in the very early days where there was no Elton John. And since then, it's been all Elton John all the time. He had he had sort of a I mean I think probably at the height of some of his substance stuff he had kind of a spotty period and after mm -hmm. say don't go breaking my heart up till now, obviously I'm still standing I think he yeah. had a pretty rough patch. And then in the late '80s there was another time when but it there's probably a whole generation happening. that just knows him from Lion King even. Well, that's the thing, right? He's got Oscar after Oscar for the ten Disney movies he made. Mm. But if you think about our childhood, we. Elton John had seven number one albums in a row. Jeez. And some of those records. And broad had, appeal, real broad appeal. Yeah. And some of them had three or four singles. And so you and I, five years old, toddling around, mm -hmm. it's he, Elton John's coming out of every AM radio in every car that's driving by. I mean, we just know that music to the, uh, to the depths of our core. Mm -hmm. And, and then all the, Thousands and thousands of times you've heard Rocket Man since 1999. Mm -hmm. So I was preloaded to be like, oh man, I'm going to, this is going to be emotional because, because I've been to concerts before and I'm affected by them in, in, in similar, but different ways to the way you are affected by music, right? Of course, it, of course. Uh, it lands in a certain way and it is, it, it, uh, it brings it all up for me. Right. And I can be, I, <laughs> I've told you the story, right? Where 
Sean Nelson and I got asked to open for They Might Be Giants. Mm-hmm. And it was before I'd, I mean, this was the, this was when we met them and, and you came out to the show. Like I was like, there at uh, Great American. Yeah. And, um, and we were headed down. Do you remember that? Sean and I took the Amtrak down. Is that when you got, is that when you had the convertible? Yeah. We rented the convertible. I remember that. Yeah. We took the Amtrak down at one point, Sean, Sean said, uh, after we left San Francisco, we were down driving through Lodi and mm-hmm. Sean was like, pull over, let's get our hair washed. Pull over here. Let's get our hair washed. And we drove into Lodi and found hmm. a nail salon. Get our hair washed. That's that stuck out in Lodi again, getting my hair washed. And I was like, what are we doing? And he was like, hmm. trust me. And we went into this, oh boy. <laughs> this hair salon, nail salon. <laughs> they were in, never seen again. <laughs> in Lodi, California. And uh-huh. I was just looking around like, what is happening? And we, we walked in and he was like, we'd like two hair washes, please. And then the, the nail salon ladies were like, sure, come on in. And they did the whole, like, wash your hair thing that they do before they give you a haircut. Right. But it was just that. You know, just, so I remember when I very first heard about um, places where you can just go and mostly just get your hair blow dried. You're telling me they're, they're, it's not unusual to walk in and be very specific. To me, that would be like walking in and asking for a manicure of one nail. Yeah, they didn't. They they didn't bat an eye at it. That's amazing. And, and I, I guess didn't know there that was an people, option. There are people that walk around and they just go into hair salons and like, could you just wash my hair? Hmm. And it's like, sure, you know, that fifteen so bucks. Rela- that sounds so relaxing. To it me. was great. But anyway, as we're going to see, as we're going to meet, they might be giants for the first time. I had not thought about they might be giants since college, really. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh man, these they might be giant shows. These are going to be a laugh riot. Oh. You know, these guys are. <laughs> Have you met you know, Marty? <laughs> these guys are a clown act. You right. know, they're a they're bunch dr- of like. <laughs> their drummer is so rock and roll. Yeah. But it's going to be just like, oh, this is like, uh, this is like a weird owl. Yeah. And, right. Sean, and Sean was like, they might be giants are geniuses and their music is genius. But that's coming. Hey, Sean, I love you, bud. But that, that is, that's the kind of thing Sean might say. He, yeah. he might say that about Robin George with, with, with the album Dangerous Music. Yeah, and Sean, know. I mean. He's, he's a fan, like me. He was, he's he was a sitting fan. in the seat next to me dressed like Pagliacci. So, yeah, he was just like, <laughs> you know. But, Doctor, uh, I am Sean Nelson. Um, they're amazing. Uh, they're amazing. And I was like, yeah, 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 they're amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and so we pull in, and we're, we're sitting there at the, at the Great American, and they set up and start doing their sound check. And they, you know, they're pulling out one hit after another and I realize I know the words to every one of their songs and I get so emotional and, I, and tears are streaming down oh, really? my face mm-hmm. and Sean is walking around and I'm sitting there I'm hiding behind a column because I'm so embarrassed that I'm like you know uh, <laughs> you're like you're like Nelson Muntz I didn't think they were going to do Anna Ang and then yeah, bang what, they did it <laughs> what's happening to me I, didn't even, I don't even know what the song is called but why do I know every note of it right. yeah <laughs> And he walks by. Please pass the milk, please. I, I wasn't crying at that. But, Come on. You know, but he comes and he looks at me and he's like, oh, clown act, huh? And I was like, oh, Ooh. Oh, busted. Who's the captain but, now? But so I go to Elton John. I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to get emotional. I just don't know where it's going to come. I do, and I, and sure, I'm not sure, looking sure. forward to it. You know, like this is not what I'm here for. I'm here because, to. Because of your kid? Or just because no, of you? No, no, just because, you know, that kind of emotion, like, I, you know, I say all the time, like, when was the last time I cried? When was the last time you cried? I mean, you, you cry. I cry, but, yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't normally cry. Things get, things get, uh, the pressure gets on. Doesn't men get older, get... like, like, for example, my, um, my brother-in-law, my, my wife's brother, he, uh, he, he doesn't cry. Well, I mean, he does cry at funerals, but he really cries when the Patriots lose. <laughs> See, I celebrate. I mean, he when ugly, the he ugly lose. cries when the socks lose. <laughs> the only time I cry mm-hmm. is to music, oh, yeah. and generally that fast. It's a fast, fast, fast trip to a quick cry for sure. Yeah, and and it, and it usually happens in in uh, uh, when I'm alone, like quietly. Like I'll go, I'll put something on, and uh, and it, it's a thing that, and it, you know, sometimes really set me off. You know, like well, and that's but John, here's the thing: one realizes about crying. It's one thing to like cry late earlier in life, and people I've heard it said that crying is what happens when you've given up in some ways, mm-hmm. and not, not just given up on keeping your composure, but where you're kind of at, you know, at uh, at sixes and sevens. And the thing is, as you get older, the th- uh, this is such sounds like I'm not making a good point, but I think it is a good point. You don't know what's going to make you cry, and that's the point. Uh-huh. So, the, you know what I'm saying? The fact that you can't see it coming a lot of times 
is what makes the crying so like so abrupt and you're so emotionally involved in it in a way you never could have anticipated yeah right it it, it is precisely the sneak sneak upitude of it yep 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 and so you know and we're watching elton and he puts rocket man in there pretty early in the set and and uh and, you know, and I feel a lot of emotion about it and I'm thinking about its place in history and in my life and, and this moment, his last show in Washington and, and, with your kid? and my daughter loves it and knows every word and she's jumping up and down. But I feel, you know, I feel appropriately misty about it, but nothing, you know, I'm not, I have not lost any grip, right? Oh, I'm just yeah. like, the rocket man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a few songs go by and they launch into Philadelphia freedom. What? That's the one. <laughs> and that's so fun. It came out oh my of left field for me, Philadelphia freedom, because I hadn't heard it in a long time. It used to be a rolling stone, you know, you know, yeah. And Philadelphia freedom was a song that. I remember very distinctly dancing to in my room in 1975, right? Or 1977, whenever that was, you know, it was, it was right around uh, the bicentennial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was the hit of the summer or whatever. And I remember it so clearly and I, and I knew every word and I, and it's a, it's a great dance tune. And so I'm dancing and then all of a sudden I just get hit with that wall of like memory of what it, what it felt like in the, in the seventies to be a kid at the time and the hope that we had for the future. And we knew that we were going to have jetpacks, and we knew that, you, you know, didn't, the, you didn't know what you didn't know I and didn't the know things you, you thought know. you knew about the future. It's like. And then there's that, what I just call the Toy Story problem, which is the way you can watch Toy Story over the years and experience it on so many different levels. And sorry, once you're a parent, it's really, it's really overwhelming to realize like all the parents in your family used to be kids. And like, (sighs) there's something that, that sounds so deeply biologically obvious. And yet when it does land on you, you're like, oh, this is how my dad felt. Yeah. Or this is how his dad felt or, you know, whomever. And it's, I find it hard to gauge, don't know when it's coming. And then when it hits, it really, it hits. It's why I cried during that one episode of Doctor Who. My, the biggest crier in my life is this one episode of Doctor Who where there's three different versions of the Doctor together. I know this is corny and you're allowed to make fun of me. But there's something so poignant about meeting a version of yourself who knows and doesn't know certain things. Mm, and mm-hmm. the, the, there's one version of the Doctor who basically had to destroy his own planet and kill all these kids and the other doctor like can't remember it and but it's just there's just something about that when you think about it. and that's one reason and also why time travel is so poignant to me time travel is lonely as john vander says but you know what I'm saying you don't know where it's coming from but it's things that force you i this is like a very dry intellectual way to put this deeply emotional issue but when you're forced to confront two seemingly incompatible matrices that both have an emotional valence, boy, there's going to be a good cry coming. Well, and that was, that, that was, I, I just saw a Ryan Reynolds movie where he meets his younger self and yeah. it really failed to do the thing that you're talking about. Like I was so primed to. Yeah. I thought to, the kid was a good actor though. The kid was a good actor and the, and Ryan Reynolds is funny and it's fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun movie. I like when he threatens the, threatens the bully. I thought that was but, funny. Yeah, that was good. But you yeah, know, but they, they, it's not they, they played movie. it, they played it for laughs or Ryan Reynolds is being like snarky and it's like, dude, you're meeting your young, your, your 10 year old self. And all you can do is like, Hey kid, get out, get out, out of my light. You're blocking my, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, weird. Anyway, Philadelphia freedom. I had a great time. I cried, but they were kind of tears of joy and longing, you know, a little bit of that. I think about it a lot, how much the jet age was still in effect when we were little and how much we still 2001, a space odyssey still seemed like, like real there was, there wasn't a space shuttle yet. There were still people walking on the moon. It was, and then, and, and Elton John's music and, and, and David Bowie's music was, was accompanying it in a weird mm-hmm. way. <clears throat> yeah. So 
so then I'm fine. Then I've had my little, you know, cry. Then we're back to dancing. Then, you know, the, then there's some ballads and whatnot. And then out of no place, I guess it's not out of no place. It's just in his set. He starts to play Someone Save My Life Tonight. Oh, it's such a good song. Which I didn't realize was, was a song that apparently means the world to me. And, huh. and hearing it, it's not, it's not playing on the radio in your car in the way you've heard. Like you're there. It's happening. I'm vice president of the really obvious, but you're there. It's <laughs> happening around you. Can I just underscore again? Your fucking family is standing there with you. Your family, like you and your your sister, was probably too young to like any of those songs. Well, in the way that you did at the time, and now you're all doing this together. And then, so what did you? It had never occurred to you that this was a big one for you. No, and so and I had done the I'd done the honorable thing as we walked into the, to our row of seats. You know, every it's a, it's a thing in a group of people like this. Who is sitting next to who? And it's not like a cool thing. It's like everybody kind of want to sit, wants to sit next to the little girl. But they also have a lot of stuff to say to each other. But everybody kind of wants to talk to me too a little bit. And I said, here, I'll sit at the end. You guys sit close to this, closer to the stage than me, and I will sit here at the not at, not at the aisle, but I'll sit at, sit at the end of our little group. And so, and anyway, they're all facing the stage, looking away from me. I'm at the back, in other words. <clears throat> and, um, and then it just, someone saved my life tonight. And you know, that song's got a, got, there's a lot of information in it, but also I remember distinctly getting very emotional to that song 20, 30 years ago. And I was, and huh. I, and it, and it, and well, I that's had super interesting. Yeah, I'd forgotten about you know, because it's a it's a song of desperation. It's a song of being like, I'm at my wit's end, and then someone some someone, a sugar bear, comes sugar in bear, and and save and saves your life. And and butterflies are free to fly. Yeah, they have roped and tied. How's it how does it start? Uh, it's well, the you know, it's like a lot well, of <laughs> Well the piano part on that is so pretty in my head. Well, then that's a, the other thing about Elton John. Every song s sounds the same when he starts. It, you know, it's his bum, distinctive. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it's his distinctive chords. He tinkles them out. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, which one is this? I kind of remember it. And then it's the one with quarter you know, notes. Yeah, yeah, it's something about East End lights at mm -hmm. the start. You know, he's talking about his his life or its early life. I mean, oh, she is, she packed my bags and I pre flight. No, that's no, that's Rocket that. Man. Yeah. Um. And and uh, yeah, and then it, then mm -hmm. I was just like, so you're sitting on the end, and I'm just sobbing, just oh, sobbing, tears really? streaming down my face, and I'm singing. You know, I'm also singing. Whoa, at the you top don't of seem my like lungs. you sing at the show kind of guy. I am though at the at, at, in this moment. Sure, you no, know, I love it. Like really belting it out, but it's a very loud show. Nobody can hear me. Nobody, none of my but family. Butterflies ever, are free to fly. Fly away. Yeah, they are. Fly away. Bye, oh, bye. I can locate that very much. I want to almost say 75 because I feel like it's around the same time I was obsessed with listening to what the man said. Like, yeah. this was a time when I was very into AM radio. It and, is 75. Okay. You got to listen to what the man said. Bow, wow, wow. He said. He don't want to, and then he's not afraid to put a little bit of uh, soprano sax on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and he's, Elton's on tour with like, three guys from his original band. Everybody on stage is 75 years old, but oh, they're man. all totally rocking out. Like they've, you know, they, it's, it's oh, a so, superstar. So fun. Really fun. And so then, but you know, then, so I manage the song is over and I, and I collect all the pieces of myself back together and reshape them into a form <laughs> that basically looks like me again. And no one in my dry group, up all your puddles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But pat them out with the towel and no one in my group has ever looked back. None of them noticed at all. And the people all around me are all engaged in the show. Nobody, nobody's paying any attention to me. You know, I'm just standing in a, in a room with, with 30,000 of my closest friends just yes. like losing my shit. And so it was a kind of catharsis that I, I was prepared to have and was guarding against, and yet it still snuck in and got me. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, of course I had the, I had the wonderful experience, uh, the, the version of that you were saying about, um, about all this information that we have about guitars and old bands. That's not useful anymore. Really? Nobody cares. But what I do know how to do Merlin yeah. is get my family out of a venue at the end of a show while everyone else is crowded in a fire trap stampede situation oh, by the three empty doors. You've got some ancient wisdom that still is useful. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And all I, I looked at them all and they were like, we have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, how, how many people have to go to the bathroom? Everybody. Three people have to go to the Four. ladies bathroom. Four people have to go to the ladies room. Oh, and boy. then there's, and then there's daddy. And I look up and the, and those, the aisles are crammed full of people. Nobody's moving. I can see up at the top that they've literally chained the exits closed. Like they're, they're 75 year old ladies who are, who are making a human chain going, you can't go out this way. Mm. And I was like, listen, there are death traps all around us. You have no idea how serious this situation is. This seems to you to be just the end of the concert, and we're going to go to the potty. But right. that's not what this is right I'm, now. I'm about to turn you into a hero. This is where, this is where people die oh, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And so follow me. And like, like, <laughs> if you want to live. <laughs> if you want to live, follow me. And I got them completely out. You know, we just never stopped moving. It was just like snake, snake, snake down onto the thing, back in through the, there and all loading dock and boom, boom, found a bathroom. There nobody in out the door. And then right down the middle of the street, the cops had blocked off the street, of course. And there are 10,000 people trying to walk on the sidewalks. And I was like, and, and, you know, my daughter doesn't like to disobey the rules. And I said, Oh, me neither. And, but sometimes I'm with, with my kid, I'm like, look, it's so much more important. Yes. Traffic signals matter. Walk and don't walk signs matter. Nothing. That's all one 15th as important as situational awareness. And the situational awareness of this right now is you need to get away from these fucking sheeple. Yes. You got to break said, from the pack. I said, hold my hand, sweetheart. And she was like, but, but, and I said, just, just watch. And we walked out to the the freaking dotted yellow line down the middle of the road. And I was like, do you see way up there, three blocks away, the police have blocked it off. Now look behind us way back there, three blocks away. The police have blocked it off. There's nothing. This street is just, we could be having a freaking Mardi Gras out here. And now look at the people that are, that are elbowing each other, jostling down the sidewalk on either side. So let's just show them. Can we just show them? Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. just walk with our arms all the way wide. Mm. Let's just, oh, it's a, it's a hands across America mm-hmm. as we walk down free and clear down the center of this, this blocked street. And she, I think she really got it because it was so freaking obvious. And then of course people are like, Hey, wait a minute. Why aren't we walking? In well, and by you, by you, oh, you've opened a hole. Now other people can, can move better. That's fewer people now that are in that. If we would all dispense in sensible ways, again, situational awareness, that's good for everybody. Keep You're not moving. cheating. You're leading. Out of the way. That's right. I'm not blocking you. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. this is a merge situation, a zipper merge. Zipper merge. Anyway, I got home last night, and of course, I wanted to know about every Elton John record. I wanted to know the singles chronology. I wanted to know who played percussion on every song. <laughs> and it was then that I found the absolute Merlin man super crush. I, there's so many things you brought me in life, John, but one of the things you, you, there's a thing you don't bring me as much as some of my other pals, not flowers, but mm-hmm. like you, you, it's not that often going to our relationship. Maybe you don't bring me a zinger surprise. Hey, were you aware that this person is that person? Yes. Allah, your, your partner, mother, part, partner, daughter, mother person. Mm-hmm. And it you, is not you, my, it's my, not my core competency. Like, hey, Merlin, here's a, hey, yeah, you split my head in half, you piece of shit. What the here's fuck? A, here's a pop culture thing. Confidential to John Sarkusa. Like, keep your, keep your uh, ears open for this one, buddy, because it's going to, yeah. it's going to blow your mind. So one of the, le- the last singles mm-hmm. that Elton John had in our core era, maybe <laughs> the last. It's got to be from, what, 86? Yeah, it 85, 86. It very Billy Joel plays in Moscow era. Yeah, and, and this was when we were so fascinated by the Soviet Union. We'd, oh. been, we'd been threatened with nuclear war our entire we lives. Well, we're not so different, you and I. Hey, yeah, that's right. Why do the Russians love their love children, the children too? too? Do they? <laughs> you know, spies like us. Spies <laughs> like us. Well, there was so much. There was so much. It was so ripe. 
for I don't know I don't know why I mean there's not a ton in 1968. This is not of, Glassnose. This is two years before Glassnose. Two years before, right? And but there was definitely maybe we were starting to transition out of the pants shitting fear of nuclear war. But there was a certain certainly like an, an uh, uh, it was a kind of a fascination with Russia or Soviet Union opening up. And like, even in small ways, and, and you know, if William Joel can go there, you know. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like uh, they we, it was they a were thing. a fetish item for us. Yeah. Anyway, Elton John, you know, ha- having had a few pretty good hits in the eighties, but still very much on cocaine. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> he comes out with a song Nikita, with about his uh, his unrequited love for a Russian border guard, and. The video at the time, and he did not play Nikita at the show. This is just part of my like. It's I'm part going of your scholarship. Up. Yeah, he did not. Uh, he did not play it. But but when that video came out, it was a ridiculous video on the face of it. Elton John in a but bright wasn't it kind, red. It didn't kind family. of suffer from the like. This is a this is a serious or like this is a, a very artistic statement. Well, but uh, yes, it did. It was like this is a serious. Uh, serious music video that probably cost a million dollars to make and it's but what was what was crazy about it was by then we all knew elton john was gay and he was still like he had a that was the period he had a wife maybe like Mm -hmm. it was elton john is in a red bentley convertible wearing a a a straw boater and a hat and a jacket made out of feathers or whatever and we are asked watching the video to uh to believe, to believe that he's he's developed a fast crush he's infatuated with a 22 year old russian border guard right. who's like flirting with him crazy now what i learned in my research mm-hmm. was that nikita is a man's name in russian and oh. when when elton was was asked in an interview. Well, now wait a minute. Oh, it's like one of those names like Misha. Like yeah. Misha, I, I knew uh, the Mishas I've known were girls, but apparently it's it's Russian Michael. Nikita. Nikita is, is a Russian boy's name. And El- when when asked in an interview about it at the time, Elton said, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Thanks, Sherlock. And so he wrote. <laughs> you solved my riddle. <laughs> Please listen closely. Roderick on the Line is an important program about ideas. Hitler, the Beatles, ravines, sleeping in landfills, and getting out of the way. You are listening to it now. In any case, for the first time ever, you can now support this vital work directly by visiting patreon.com slash Roderick on the Line and choosing to make a monthly pledge. Now more than ever, your monthly gift ensures that new thought technologies will continue to shape our youth and discomfort our elders. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Roderick on the line or giveroderickyourmoney.com. Because by the time Supertrain arrives, it may already be too late for you. Is that a chance you really want to take? He wrote the song about falling in love with a male Russian bodyguard. Who was flirting him up at the border. Who was flirting him up at the border. But the guy that came along and sold the video treatment to the label mm-hmm. said, we got to put a foxy girl in Russell here. McKay, he's not going to touch this. <laughs> and so Elton was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's pop music and I'm on cocaine. So yeah, let's put sure, a sure, girl sure. in there. That's fine. And so through the whole music video, you can tell he could not be less interested in this girl. And she's a very, very attractive woman. She's extremely attractive, and he just is—he is just flat affect through the entire thing. Yeah, um, and I and and that was obvious to me as a sixteen-year-old. But I was in love with her to my very soul. She, your your femme Nikita. She was my femme Nikita, mm-hmm. and so I had to watch the video because I just remember watching it so uh, avidly. At the time, I, I, I was very specific about crushes. I mean, I was attracted to all of the the three girls in Sharp Dressed Man, but I did have a specific favorite. Like I was, I was, I was very specifically horny in the nineteen eighties. I yeah, could get extremely the, specific. Nikita from the music video looked very much like the Obermeyer ski girl. Oh, and the Obermeyer ski girl was, of course, my ultimate crush. Obermeyer ski girl. 
the Obermeyer Ski Girl was the girl that they used to advertise Obermeyer Ski Wear in magazine ads on the back page of like Ski Magazine mm. or. You know, it was a time mid '80s when skiing was really popular. Ooh, uh, a luxurious, long-haired brunette. She no. was. She, no, 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 no. It have to be a blonde, right? No. Here's the thing: the if you look up the Obermeyer ski girl, you're going to get a different one. Yeah. Because there was a more famous one that came later. There's one that looks kind of like um, Shalom Harlow, which looks a little late for your vintage. Yeah, the one that I'm talking about was very early 80s, and she looks very much like the girl in the Nikita ski, uh-huh. or the, I'm not not ski, Nikita uh-huh. music video. So, of course, I say, who was that wonderful person? Tell me more I, about her. That I spent more, uh, I'd spent a lot of time kind of gazing into her light-colored eyes and wishing mm-hmm. that I were trying to get across the the... East German border in my red Bentley convertible. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying you'd like to mar- march uh, march uh, toward her Stalingrad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I then learned that she was the same woman as appears. Are you ready? This is this is this is the same actress as appeared in something else. Should we give people a second to sit with it? Yeah. Let's just let let everybody think about it for a second. Boom! 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 The same actor that appears in the 1984 Mac ad. The girl throws the javelin at Big Brother. She throws the hammer. A hammer at Big Brother. At Big Brother. Her name is Anya Major. Anya Major. Anya Major Roderick. Anya Major Roderick would be a pretty name. They chose her to... uh, to throw the hammer because they auditioned a lot of uh, of like comely actresses, and none of them could throw the hammer. Aww. One of them like threw a hammer. See, this one of those things somebody. on the back of a and back of your glossy. It'll have stuff like I can do American Sign Language and ride a horse, and I can throw a fucking hammer. She threw that hammer, and when you look at the video now, everyone go. Can ad, I have the room, please? Everyone yeah. except Anya. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, Anya. Thank you, everyone else. Everybody but Anya. Um, and she throws the shit out of that hammer in that ad. She, oh, was, she puts you know, her back in it. You can tell. Athletic person. She, right? She's super mad about PCs. So they, th- so she's from England, and uh, they, uh, they, uh, they auditioned her. She threw the hammer in the ad, and then somebody was like, "Let's cast her in this Nikita video." Hmm. And uh, I mean, so much cocaine. For, for my money, she should have been president of the United States, but she was English. She couldn't do it. Oh right, okay, I see what you're saying. But she yeah, could have been served. She could have served in Congress. Have you? Have she you could done, have served in Congress. Have you done a where are we are, are they now on her? I think uh, I think she's living happily uh, somewhere. She's she's got um, she's a happy. nice nice uh, uh, partner and some childrens and you mm. know like you mm. know t- time they got, marches they got, on. They got better health care there, you know? like you and me, right? Like happy yes, with some happy. happy yeah. as could be expected. Sure, time has time has changed us hardly at all. And I, you know, Woof. probably if I probably if I really <laughs> looked at her uh, Wikipedia page, it, mm-hmm. she's like <laughs> two years older than us or something. You know what I mean? Like she's probably. <laughs> Not says here she's thing. become the new model for the National Front. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, the Gates. <laughs> I've been watching so much Hitler. Oh my God, Merlin, she's your age. She was born in 1966. Well, she's practically your age. She was born in 1966. That's Don't piss her on the high ground about, about numbers with me, young That's man. That's two years older than me. And, uh, and apparently, apparently the Macintosh ad yeah. only ever screened Twice on American hmm. television. Did you know this? Uh, no. It screened once right before the 1 a.m. Uh, color bars, right before the, the national anthem played. Oh, sure. On uh, KMVT in Twin Falls, Idaho. Hmm. They, the they, oldest memory. They rolled it out. <laughs> they rolled it out like, we got to show this in order to uh, be eligible for a Clio. Oh, they did a Netflix before Netflix. Yeah, so they. Oh it was, shit, dog! It was some some like random December night, they played it once in Twin Falls. Well, what they did was they slipped it in. I mean, not they the black flag, in. not black flag style, but like they 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 they, they got it in under the radar. Who's gonna, yeah. who's going to be watching? You should see the flags and the missiles and whatnot. Maybe that's North yeah. Korea. But in any case, right before the anthem plays, huh? Nineteen eighty four is not going to be like nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four is not going to be like nineteen eighty four. Um. And it and then they had better they technology it at, at the in Super 1984. 
Well, Those telescreens, you know, huh? We cool. still, we still were, we still, it was still possible we were going to live on space stations in 1984. I know. I've, it doesn't seem possible. We'll go back to the Lorca Velton John. That's where we were. There's no reason to think not to. Maybe we're having a little anaragonum from mm. sending people to the moon, mm -hmm. but certainly we'll be doing this again. Look at this. Look at this. They just launched a goddamn space plane off the back of a Boeing. Mm. Remember that when you first saw the space shuttle on the back, right on the piggybacking on the plane? I, do. I was it in my grandparents' possible. house when that first happened. And I was like, this is truly the future. This is it. It's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening all around us. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think that short of a nuclear war, that there would not be a Soviet Union? No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about the big bads. Yeah, it was so. They were handy they were, they were instrumental to our education, as I as I told you before. Uh, when I first heard, when I first went into high school, nineteen eighty two, um, you would hear about Mister Sherwood, who uh, was uh, a retired uh, army colonel, and according to my friend DJ's uh, grandfather, a double dipper because he was working as a teacher as well as getting his. Uh, Oh, his, his colonel money. But sure. uh, he was famous for the class he would take in senior year, which was American history. And people would say, call it AVC. And not ABC, AVC. And I said, what, what, what's AVC? And say Americanism versus communism. I said, oh, well, it's, it's like pretty, you know, politically. No, that the class is called Amer American history, colon, Americanism versus communism. Americanism. First, Americanism, which is not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Americanism. He served. Yeah, you know? sure. Now he's sure. double dipping. He there, was, are, there are members of Congress right now. He'd wear those cool Cuban right shirts like Senor yep. Chang. He'd wear those cool like uh, Capybara shirts, whatever they're called. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he would say, first day, he said, listen, one thing I know about this class, it's my way or the highway. And oh. I wrote that on the front of my red folder. One of many quotes from Robert Sherwood, who wrote my recommendation for New College. Good man and thorough. My way or the highway. It's my way or the highway. He said, minds are like parachutes. They function best when open. I wrote yeah. that down on my red folder, too. He wrote me a really nice recommendation. <laughs> I really, you know, these days. AVC, you could, John. You could not go into a class as a teacher on the first day and say, it's my way or the highway. I don't and think I, a public really, school is going to welcome that. No, I really wish you could, though, because it's the one thing that keeps me from being a teacher. If I, if you could say that on the first day, I'd go be a teacher right now. You should be able to lay up. down a truthful law. When I say yeah. lay down the law, I don't mean just be um, imperious, but I think you should be able to say, hey, look, Okay, so like I got, I'm <laughs> whatever bullshit you're getting on the other two floors of Gulf Comprehensive High School in the year 1984. I just need to be real square with you right up front. I yeah. am a retired colonel. I yeah. do double dip. I made up the word Americanism, yeah. and it's super clear. It's very important that all of you know that it is my way or the highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is how it's going to go. And in this Hint, case, it you would don't be want the highway. It's two. It's 2023. I am your teacher, Mr. Roderick. Meet Moop. Uh, call me Mr. Roderick. You don't, you're never going to know my first name. Mr. Roderick. <laughs> you're never going to know my first name. No. For all, for all you know, it's, it's, nope, it's nope, Glee nope. Corp. NTK. NTK. <laughs> and, <laughs> I have and, a need uh, to know first name. <laughs> here's all you need to know. Here's the yep, syllabus. Yep, yep. My way or the highway. Oh, yeah. All right. Open yeah. your books to page one. Okay, half of you just failed. Look to your left and look to your right. <laughs> None of you will graduate. <laughs> oh, I got chunks of guys like you in my stool.